Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hola, I am Dan Dane. You know how we do it on Mondays here on the best of the Joe Show. We make it a Miami Monday. So hashtag Miami Monday at Dan Day Radio. Let me know what makes you so Miami. And if I like it, may just read it out on the air. Also going to have music from a Miami artist. Going to be checking in with the Joe Rose Show in just a few minutes, talking to Miami-Dade Mayor Jimenez, also Dan Lebatard show. They'll speak with Bomani Jones, then Hawk and Crowder. They'll just dive into life. Miami is always a great place to be, no matter what. Let's keep it great. And let's get going with these great headlines. The Heat have released a statement in the wake of silent social unrest, saying our hearts have been broken, but our resolve is not. The team continues to practice and wait for the resumption of the season. The MLBPA has proposed a return to play, which would include a 114-game season and players taking a reduced salary. MLS players are in favor of taking pay cuts and having a tournament in Orlando later this year, but it will not happen if there is a lockout, which seems to be looming right now. Former NBA star J.R. Smith was videoed yesterday beating up a man that damaged his car during protests in Los Angeles. High school baseball returned today in Iowa. This is the first high school sports to return since the coronavirus shutdown. Udonis Haslam says he's confused, torn, and frustrated in the wake of protests in Miami. The Heat forward admits he has several friends on the police force. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> A dangerous Florida scorpion was found in a couple's bushel of bananas in England. Oh, Florida scorpion. An Idaho man has broken a world record for drinking a liter of lemon juice in 17 seconds. Sounds good to me. I want in on this challenge. A woman is furious with her husband after he suggested that they name their soon-to-be-born son Cube. Well, if you name him Cube, his middle name has to be Steak. Happy birthday, Heidi Klum, my hot mess of the day. Well, it could happen. I mean, she was married to Seal after all. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast, chance of rain with temperatures around 80. Mornings, always tough, especially Monday mornings. So if you miss the Joe Rose Show, I understand. I got you. Here, Joe Rose Show, talking with Mayor Jimenez. What are they talking about? Well, preparations for the demonstrations thanking peaceful protesters, and then finally, Miami-Dade stepping into phase two and three. Your county's been through a lot with protests, demonstrations, looting over the last couple of days. I gotta ask you right off the bat, Mayor, were you guys 
ready and expecting what took place the last couple of days? Yes, we were. Uh, look, Saturday, there were two demonstrations that we knew of. One was Coral Gables and one was in the city of Miami. And yeah, our police department was uh, was ready, was uh, was ready to, to really protect the demonstrators and, and allow them to uh, vent their frustrations, uh, express their opinions. That's what America is all about. You know, the police is there not only to protect the, against the demonstrators if some, something goes wrong, but to protect them too, make sure that what they do is safe. And so, yeah, we were we were ready for just about any eventuality. Uh, there were field forces in place. Again, we understand the frustration. We understand what the demonstrations were all about. We agree that what happened in Minneapolis was horrific, and that officer needs to be put away. The three officers have allowed, you know, the murder of uh, George Floyd, Floyd to take place. And so we're, you know, we're not in disagreement with what was being said. We are in disagreement, though, when it turns violent, when it turns lawless. We will not allow that here in Miami. And so you saw a big difference between what happened here and what's happening in other cities across. Mayor, real quickly, a follow up to all that. The looting. Is your belief that a lot of the people are breaking windows and stealing stuff and, and causing all the destruction from out of town? Or are those just a lot of the same protesters? The instigators, agitators, a lot of them are from out of town. But then once they start to agitate, then the people from town, you know, they follow. I think we had something like 58 arrests on on Saturday, 44, which uh, were made by Miami-Dade police, 30 from Miami-Dade, and the rest were from outside Miami-Dade. Some of them were, came from Minnesota, Georgia, I believe New York. Three we haven't identified yet. But also, I also, also believe that these agitators that do come into town, by the way, they're funded. Uh, these are funded agitators, will come into town, but they're really good at not getting caught. In Spanish, there is a saying, uh, Tira la piedra, esconde la mano, which means throw the rock and hide the hand. They're really good at that. And so, uh, you know, I don't expect to, to be arresting too many of them because they know how to not get arrested. So, you know, yeah, we do. We think that they were, agi- they were agitators and they wanted some kind of confrontation. They got one on Saturday. And, um, you know, the, those images, the burning cars, that burning police car, you know, outside of their parking garage, that for me was the last straw. It called for a, a uh, curfew. Uh, which we put in place uh, on Saturday night. And then, uh, you know, our police departments, uh, uh, we started, you know, to make sure that it wasn't going to get out of hand. They did loot uh, Bayside. Miami Day police went and, and stopped it. And uh, there was some other damage. But, uh, Joe, nothing nothing close to what's happened in other city. Yeah, thank goodness for that at this point right now. And the curfew is going to stay in place uh, moving forward, correct, uh, Mayor? We'll uh, put our ear to the ground tonight or today and listen to and, and get intelligence about what, what's happening. We'll make a decision later on if we're going to continue the curfew tonight uh, or am I going to lift it. And along with lifting the curfew will come the opening of the beaches here in Miami-Dade. I do have to make, make a comment, though. Last night, there were a group of uh, demonstrators that stood in front of a crowd that wanted to rush into a CVS and basically protected that CVS. I want to commend them. Uh, I want to commend them. I want to find out who they are so I can, you know, meet them and, and say thank you to them in person. Because they actually, you know, yesterday's demonstration was different than Saturday's. It was peaceful for great deal of time most very peaceful very few arrests they had something to say they wanted to you'd get it off their chest they were able to do that but at the end you know there were some folks in there that wanted to do something more some extracurricular activities and these 10 or so demonstrators took it stood in front and said no which is good because uh, once you start looting uh, once you start burning you're really dishonoring the, the entire the entire demonstration you're dishonoring actually 
the memory of George Floyd. That's not what you want. The family doesn't want them. And so I want to thank them. I want to find out who they are and thank them. So you guys can help me with that. I appreciate it. We will, Mayor. And uh, by the way, going forward, you expect more? You expect this? To, uh, w- what are your thoughts and what are you hearing? It was very quiet last night, just as it was quiet on Saturday. Saturday night after the, the demonstrations uh, uh, were over in the city of Miami, Everything else is very quiet in Miami-Dade. Last night, again, when the demonstrations uh, were, were done at 9 o'clock, everything was quiet in Miami-Dade. We are not hearing of any uh, planned demonstrations. We'll keep our ear to the ground about ad hoc kind of demonstrations. Frankly, I expect this to uh, die down. Hopefully, it'll die down. But again, if you see these, you can, you'll get people here that will get, um, you know, they'll get amped up and, and want to go outside yeah. and demonstrate and, and, and all that is their right, and we will protect that right, you know, to the death. Uh, so the right of all Americans, the right of Americans to demonstrate why we live in the greatest country in the world. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because uh, this has popped up more than once, and it popped up last night to me. People knew I was going to have you on. Are you on the same page with the city of, of Miami, who was kind of out in front? You guys pretty much on the same page with, with everything? Uh, you guys were in touch with everything going on yesterday? Yeah, no, our police departments uh, are, are very much in touch. Uh, we, we got people in theirs, and, and we're back and forth. So that was a coordinated effort both Saturday and Sunday. You know, it happened in the city of Miami, but the city, the Miami-Dade Police Department like is one of the largest uh, police departments in the nation. We're the largest police department in the southeast United States. We're internationally renowned as one of the best uh, police departments in the world. We train police departments, not only in this country, but around the world on policing tactics. We're an innovator. We're one of the leaders in the in the entire police industry. And so uh, we have a very good coordination with them, just like we had very good coordination with the city of Coral uh, Gables Police Department, helped them out in their demonstration, was, was, which was completely 100% peaceful. So that, uh, you know, we're on, we're on the same place. Look, the people of, my, of the city of Miami, you know, I'm the mayor of Miami-Dade. And so I'm also the mayor of the people that live in the in the city of Miami, they have two mayors, me and and Mayor uh, Mayor Suarez, and so you know it's our jobs to keep them safe, both of us. And uh, and I thought that uh, you know I, not only I think you know I know that uh, both of our police departments did a very very good job Saturday and Sunday. How do we get things going in the right direction again? We uh, we we play, been playing all morning. Udonis Haslam's thoughts. It's going to take a while because we've been talking about this topic for a while. What can we do? Joe, we've done a lot here in Miami-Dade County. We, you know, a lot of people don't understand that uh, we work very closely with the community. You know, there is uh, organizations called the Circle of Brotherhood. Many of them are ex-cons. We have the Circle of Brotherhood actually teach our rookie class, our cadet class, about the, the neighborhood and how to do it right and how to interact with the neighborhood, uh, not only this neighborhood, but all, all communities in our, in our town. We are a very diverse community and with very diverse needs and expectations. So we have come a long way. We have a long way to go. The Miami-Dade Police Department of, of 2020 has come a long way since 2005, 2010. We are continuously you know, upgrading, updating, uh, our police department uh, continuously innovating our police department so that we're embedded in the community. We're part of the community. Uh, when you look at our, our men and women of the, of the Miami-Dade Police Department, they represent the representative of the community. Uh, the staff is representative of the community. Those are things that you didn't see in the past. Do we have more to go? Yes. 99.9% of 
all of our police officers are great people. They're our neighbors. Uh, but every once in a while, you get somebody, you know, when you have a force of 3,000, every once in a while, right. somebody's going to do something they shouldn't be doing, right? We're human, yep. all right? We have to uh, say, hey, that wasn't right, and uh, and move forward. And so uh, I'm very proud of the efforts of our police department. Look, we there's a lot of stuff that we do that you don't know about that uh, the community in general doesn't know about that, you know, how embedded our police department really is in the community. And uh, and and so we, maybe we need to make that, you know, a, little, a lot clearer. Remember, this happened in Minneapolis. It didn't happen down here. Not to say that it couldn't. You could always have some, you know, some rogue police officer that does something really crazy, something really horrific, like what happened in Minneapolis, but take a lot of effort to make sure that it doesn't happen here in Miami-Dade. Top of everything you have to deal with now, with any kind of protest, there's still COVID-19 kind of openings and phase two and phase three opening up for all of Dade County, Broward County as well. Uh, I know that it's not on the back burner with you. It's right in the front line with you also. And the beaches were the obviously the topic too because you know you had to shut them down with everything going on. Where are you on all of that uh, going forward, not just with the beaches but with businesses and everything else that should be opening soon or hopefully opening soon? Well, look, we've got... Um we, we were slated to open beaches, pools, and hotels today. Hotels and pools can open up today. We are working uh, to open up summer camps uh, uh, next week, next Monday. So we'll probably be announcing that sometime this week. And then we're also working with what we call the, the health group, which is the gyms, the dance, uh, dance studios, yoga classes, those kind of things. We're working with industry owners and our doctors see how we can do that. The good news, you know, is that our cases for hospitalizations are still going down. The number of people on ventilators is down into the 40s now. We have close to 1,000 ventilators uh, open, 3,000 hospital rooms are still available, hundreds of ICU beds are still available. So we are well below our capacity, uh, which is great news. And the way we're going to open up, we're going to open up in a way that's safe for everybody so that we don't last thing we want is some kind of a rebound of uh, more cases. And we do it very methodically, very thoughtfully, always with our medical advisors, uh, our doctors. They're part of the entire process. I don't think any other community in the United States follows the process that, uh, that we're taking. And, uh, and I think the results have borne out uh, so far. And so, yes, it's going to be opening a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And then we also got to get comfortable with going out as long as we do it the way we ask you to do. Wear a mask, keep social distancing, wash your hands. If you do that, you're going to be protecting yourself. Is there zero risk? No, there's always a risk. But the risk is going to be greatly diminished. And so we're going to continue to move on. And by the way, today is the first day of hurricane season. We'll have a press conference on that too. Oh, man. The news just keeps on coming, man. You just keep it bringing there, man. You just keep her going there, man. Got it for everything, Joe. All right? Yeah. Uh, so get prepared for hurricanes uh, in the light of COVID, which, again, that, that itself is a whole set of different challenges. How do you have shelters and run shelters when you also want to social distance and wear masks, et cetera? So we have to also, we're also adapting, you know, the way that our shelter is going to be operating so that if we, God forbid, have a major hurricane, we will have over 100,000 faces for people that uh, need shelter in Miami-Dade. Mayor, there's one other topic that could uh, affect your, your county. Do uh, you think this baseball agreement, they can find something between the union and uh, and the owners this week? think it'll happen? Look, I think baseball is one of the sports that you could probably get back to faster than all the other sports. There's only, you know, there's one point of contact. That's the ball, right? You know, you're not supposed to be blocking people or anything. Uh, there's really no contact, you know, per se in baseball. The contact is with a glove. 
not with a hand. And I think that baseball can happen. Now, how many people are going to be in the stands? Initially, probably none. But you can you can probably have baseball games and, and keep it safe. It's I'll about be, that money. About well, that money, I, hey, right the money, now. I, you know, the money is their their issue. My issue is safety, and uh, and they can, I believe they can they can have baseball games in a in a you know very safely, and uh, and we can enjoy baseball you know on TV. If can the if a baseball well, it's, I guess here's the here's the option. It's okay. We can do this at fifty percent, or we can do this at zero percent. You get zero. I don't know what their contracts. I can't imagine their contract says that you get paid while even if you don't play, uh, if there's no season. I would expect it. If I were a baseball player, I'd like to get back and start playing baseball. That's me. That's, I don't know I hope about you're, that. I hope you're right, Mayor. <laughs> we all hope you're right. Mayor, yeah. thank you. Okay. Appreciate well, it very much. Thank you, thank guys. You. And, and, again, you know, see if you can help me find those, um, you know, those uh, protesters that uh, actually say that CBS. I thought that was fantastic. With so much going on in South Florida and the world, really just remember to be nice and to love. Got to love the Dan Lebitard Show that Roger Goodell is not going to take the quarter million dollars for charity from the head of Barstool to watch a game on Monday Night Football. Oh, goodness. We'll get into that about five minutes away. Plus, going to come back with a special Miami artist because, after all, it is Miami Monday on the Best of the Joe Show. I want to teach you a little bit of Spanish because, baby, this is how we do in Miami. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a Miami Monday, so you know I got a Miami artist for you. Hot off the block, Lost Wizards, Spanglish Love. Spanglish love from Lost Wizards, an eight-member Miami funk band. Why eight members? Because sometimes you got to have a lot of people to bring the funk. Funky Miami Monday from Lost Wizards. It's always funky with the Dan Lebitard Show weekdays from 10 to 1 right here on 560 to Joe. Earlier today, they're talking about no charity for the NFL's Roger Goodell. Then... They chat with Bomani Jones. Did you see, Stugatz, what the NFL, before putting out its statement this weekend, what the NFL did in the late Friday night news dump uh, by finally pointing out that Roger Goodell is not going to take the quarter million dollars for charity from the head of Barstool to watch a game on Monday night football. He just, uh, they did that Friday night so that the shows wouldn't be able to talk about it. And it's going to be hard, obviously, with everything going on to talk about it today. But Barstool does not get along uh, with the commissioner. Barstool is, uh, you know, reps largely northeast. um, And so they support the Patriots in a way that made a lot of money when they put Goodell's face on shirts with a clown nose because of the way that he investigated uh, the Patriots on everything. And that guy, the head of Barstool, who has parlayed the interest in sports and comedy and everything else into a bit of an empire, uh, he threw away casually a quarter million dollars to win an auction to watch a Monday night game with Roger Goodell, at which time I can't even imagine what kind of content he intended to make out of Roger Goodell. He paid $250,000 in order to be able to use Goodell like the clown nose on his shirt. Like, here, 
everybody, watch this. I'm going to spend three hours bleeping with this guy. And the NFL said, nope, don't care about the quarter million dollars to charity. We'll take care of the charity ourselves. And also, here it is Friday night when no one can talk about it because we don't want anyone to see the sheer cowardice in the idea that someone doesn't want to be embarrassed around his sacred cathedral of football. And so he's making $250,000 to go away while hiding in the bushes on a Friday night, releasing it after this particular weekend. I love that Friday night is like your uh, your dumpster for sports news that people might care about. But if you if you deposit it on Friday night, perhaps you can get away without having to explain it or discuss it. I never even thought about that. Yes, well, Depositing that's Depositing the garbage on a Friday So night. wait a minute. You didn't know what a news dump was? You're, you're just learning you're, about you're, the Friday you're, news you're just dump? Learning, well, you're just learning the definition of news dump. Well, I mean, I'm not just learning about it, but this was perfectly executed from the standpoint of he really, I mean, it, in terms of timing and everything going on, they really didn't have to address this. They took it one step further, Dan. They are giving this experience to a deserving frontline worker. Oh, I yes. There I was mean, a meeting where that was decided. <laughs> Stugatz, and how do we get this guy back? Get me someone on the front line. We'll give you 250 <laughs> and we'll do it with something you need this experience. Right. A whole lot more than El Presidente. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Yeah, and on, and on Friday, uh, Dave Portnoy, the, the president of, of Barstool came out and said, and instead we're going to have like our own Roger Goodell, anti-Roger Goodell protest of something or, or something of that sort. And an entire weekend goes by where you realize, ah, optics of that probably not great anymore either. So really, I mean, we game all set lose. Match. No, we all lose. Game set match uh, by yes, the NFL. We all lose. Yes, the NFL, <laughs> the NFL, you know, sends out a statement and this weekend covers up what would have been the sports related shame that they had to deal with instead of the one of, you know, Kaepernick. (laughs) Three years later, Kaepernick is still, uh, like, he's still on the right side of history. Where you're you're looking at this and you're like, oh, my God, this is what he was trying to tell us. Just this. Now the country sees it and now the country burns. I really think Goodell and Portnoy should figure out a way to hash out their differences. I mean, Seriously. It only serves one of them, though. It does. That's why Goodell bought his way out of it. So, so for years, the joke with Bomani Jones has been he's gone around the country as an authority, a story, and very few people know sports and history the way that Bomani does. And so uh, they play or we play a game called Ask a Negro. It's been for, I don't know, 15 years uh, that we've found ourselves. It's not our game, Mike. Don't Mike. what are you cringing about? It's not our game. Bomani gave uh, Bomani is it's Bomani's game. Good. That context on the front end next time before you just jump into the deep end there, Dano. Okay. Thank that you. was the Re- reason for the cringe, Dan. Regardless, okay, thank you for your help. Uh, Bomani, though, has taught me a lot just about race relations in this country, and we will get to the serious stuff in a second. But I always like to laugh about where some of the funny stuff can be found. So, Bo, what, like, what's the, where's the funny stuff? Am I allowed to, like, uh, the person walking through a riot with a full cheesecake, the J.R. Smith story, where, like, what am I, what am I allowed to laugh at here? I think you're allowed to laugh at the lady in Richmond who decided to twerk something when the cops rolled up. Have you seen that one? No, I don't think I, I don't yeah, know that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cops were there. They were all shaped up. There was like the light shining, and she just twerked something. And I have to be honest, from what I could tell from that, that 
did not look like the first time that she had used that particular escape mechanism. There's also the idea that this is not the time to get caught stealing somebody's car, right? Because if there's anything that we all believe generally gives you the right to beat the hell out of somebody is if you walk on somebody stealing your car. The last time I recall in my life, and this is like 15 years ago, like standing up, ready to go fight somebody without even thinking about it. I thought some dude was breaking into my car when in reality he too owned a gold Camry and he had just gone to the wrong one. Now imagine that you're trying to steal somebody's car or break into car, whatever it is, and it's J.R. Smith's car. That's a big dude. Like these NBA players, they're really big. Like you just don't think about it because they're not football players. These dudes are huge. And J.R. did what we all swear that we want to do more than nothing else. We wish somebody would try to break into my car when I'm there, and you saw what the end result was. The Yeah, no, Stugatz, I don't know if you saw it, but now the move, whether it's Earl Thomas or J.R. Smith, is they get the call from TMZ, and they just go on video and are like, look, this is coming out, and I'm telling you right now what happened. This dude did this to my car, and I beat the holy hell out of him. So he takes all the steam out of the TMZ story. Yeah, well, they can, they tried to make a connection to the larger issue that I don't think is present. Like, it's not like J.R. went and parked his street in the middle of the march and then somebody broke into his car this seemed to be off on a side street it sounds like somebody just simply thought he had witnessed a target of opportunity and he found out that he like it's like when people find out that they broke into the wrong house right oh oh hey there buddy didn't know you were cleaning your gun that's kind of what happened here bomani jones the right time with bomani jones i'm sure you're going to want to go check it out if you want to actually get informed uh and if you really want to hear a perspective in terms of wherever it is you fall on this stuff i'm telling you that bomani is better on the subject of race than anyone i have heard in the history of our network so check out uh, the right time with bomani jones so now the serious stuff like what you're you're kind of made of wires so i don't know how much you hurt uh with with this stuff and you're you're not very angry or emotional when speaking about it was this just another matter of fact okay this happened again or was this situation different because you can see america burning all around it Okay, so one thing that's worth noting about this is I don't watch the videos anymore. And I tell people this about, um, it's going to seem a little convoluted, but I think you'll understand where I'm coming from. When 9-11 happened, I lived in California. I had just moved there, and I was staying at a place where I was sleeping on the couch that did not have cable and did not have internet. And so I didn't watch anything that happened with 9-11 because I had all kinds of things to do until like three or four o'clock in the afternoon, right? So like the people who have like the sudden shock of seeing the plane hit the towers and stuff like that, like I can't relate to that feeling because I don't have it. I never saw that image until years later, right? But that's part of why 9-11 resonates so much with people. They, like, they remember seeing it as it happened and all the stuff that came with it. I'm not watching these videos so much anymore. So the visceral reaction that people had to it is something that I don't really have, but I can tell has affected people. Because apparently it's like nine minutes long and you hear this dude asking for his mother and he's coughing up blood and everything else. And I think that there was like a very particular violence and sadism that was involved with it that has resonated with people in a much different way to where I look out the window in New York and I see the people that's marching behind this. 
And it's mostly white people that are in the group that are out there, right? Like, this has become a diverse coalition of people on this issue that I've never seen. Like, as much as we laugh about that dude with the bow and arrow in Salt Lake City, you may have seen that one on the Internet. Let's talk about the fact that they had a Black Lives Matter rally in Salt Lake City. Can I get the population stats on that one? Like, for the, we are at the point where Utah is marching for black people. And I have to say that they're marching for black people because I can't definitively say they are marching, marching with black people because I don't know how many black people are in Utah. <laughs> well, wait a minute. This is a moment of progress, then, is what you're saying. Like, when you're, when you're looking out your window and, and some of your allies are finally your allies. That's where I think this is going to wind up being important, if, if this proves to be an inflection point. And I think that there's an argument to be made that we've seen something shift. Like, think about this for a second. If you are a person in media and you don't have it in you to say that what was in that video was wrong. And people typically try to avoid doing that because they just don't want to offend white people. They assume that white people are so racist that you just can't take black people's side without being wildly controversial, right? But if you're not willing to say that on this matter, you are to the right of Rush Limbaugh. Like Rush Limbaugh has clearly stated, I have no justification for what was on that video. You still got a small handful of people who are staying silent after that dude said that. Like, think about what that means in terms of how different the reaction is to this because normally what those guys do is they just sit around and wait for the stuff to start burning ignore the first part and then come in and say well this was messed up comma but that's not what happened this time your normal rabble rousers with just a couple of exceptions on that side they stood down on this one like something is much different about the way that this one resonated i've said it once i'll say it again peace love safety hawk and crowder they echo the same sentiments than George Floyd, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like Eric Garden, the guy selling cigarettes. Just like George Floyd. George Floyd wrote or didn't write a bad check. More life with Hawk and Crowder next. Plus, it's Miami Monday, so you know I got some good Miami music for you in just about five minutes on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and oh, the smooth sounds of a Miami Monday. Oh, this one's going to get a little funky. It's Lost Wizards with No One. Lost Wizards in eight-piece. Yeah, bring in the funk from right here in M.I.A. No one, everyone likes this one. Remember, tweet hashtag Miami Monday at Dan Day Radio. Tell me what makes you so Miami, and if I like it, I might just read it out on the air. Hawk Crowder, life now. How about that rocket launch on Saturday? The real rocket? or Huh? Was there something else? The one in Kennedy? I saw that as well. There's some rockets going on down here. Tell you what, it seems like a thousand years ago when our top item of discussion was ESPN replaying the 2003 Fiesta Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) But that was Friday! (laughs) Yes. Boy, it is. You remember the good old days when we were discussing ESPN replaying the Fiesta Bowl? Four days ago. (sighs) You know, I'll say this. I would say even the staunchest critics 
of Colin Kaepernick would have to admit they were wrong. Right, I mean, the you staunchest critics, because you, you would be hard-pressed to find a more silent, peaceful demonstration than what Colin Kaepernick was doing during the national anthem. And now everyone is espousing... Hey, you need, uh, and, and by the way, we'll get into this and we're going to do our show and we're going to bring on our, our guests. We're going to have some fun, but we'll be, uh, we'll be very cognizant of what's going on nationwide and in our community. But I, I do want to make one thing clear before we start the show. A, if today's show isn't your cup of tea, yeah, just tune out. That's fine. There's no, uh, no shame in that. Uh, B, we cannot see your texts today, right? Is that right, Solana? I literally am not allowed to sign in. Yeah, right now, uh, for some reason, we cannot see the text machine. Because I know <laughs> all I see is sunshine, carry out. Like these are code words from other radio stations nationwide. So it was probably <laughs> a blessing that we I, cannot see your text today. <laughs> I, well, you um, know what? I, I'm, I'm at official Crowder on Twitter. If you're tuning out just for my personal knowledge i want to know why do you not like talking about it do you think there's nothing wrong you know what i'm saying right like to not want to bring up not want to even discuss it because people that listen to us talk they know we're not going on crazy rants nope. and just going nope. all never right do. left wing we never do we just talk we're friends we talk we come from different backgrounds and we talk about life we talk about what's going on why wouldn't you want to just listen to people that you enjoy talking about sports talk about more serious topics like that's the thing i think can move us forward is the conversation and it's exactly what Colin Kaepernick was trying to do. Just have the conversation about George Floyd. Before that, it was Philando Castillo. Before that, Eric Gardner, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, Atiana Jones, Dominique Clayton, Breonna Taylor. Like All these names I'm bringing up, Like the conversation is what you need to have to make change. And that's what these people want. Are they going about it the right way? No, a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are trying to be, um, trying to be, you know, um, um, not tear up people's stuff, not loot and all that. They're trying to get their voice heard. But why not hear about it? Why not want to talk about it? And to be honest, see the other side, hear the other side, and understand where both sides are. And and by the way, I will say, uh, before things turned foul at night, and that is because of knuckleheads. And I, w I want to say this at the beginning of the show, and I'll probably have to remind people: do not conflate the protests and demonstrations in the brutal killing of George Floyd with the lawless riots at night. They are separate items in a very complex confluence of events. So if you don't have the mental capacity to be able to differentiate between the two, then you need to sit this one out. And, and I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. There's two separate things going on here, two, two separate things at play. And if you are unable to distinguish the two in your own mind, you need to sit this one out. It's beyond your ability to comprehend. And again, I don't say that in a uh, derogatory fashion. I'm telling you that there's two very different things going on here. One of the things that I found heartwarming about the initial protests was you did not hear a single, single person defend the cops in what happened to George Floyd. This was universally condemned from everyone, every color, every walk of life. I did not see anyone saying that that man deserved to die that way at the hands of that officer. What you're starting to see now is this us versus them thing, and then people start to conflate that 
with white versus black, but it is not that. It is racists versus good people. That is it. It's nothing. It's not more complex than that. And if you're seeing looting and the wrecking of stores, you're misunderstanding what the initial protests are about and what most people are concerned with. You're going to have knuckleheads in society, and many of the knuckleheads come from very fringe elements. They are there specifically to foment division, and that's why they're there. Go on social media, see the cars full of white kids handing out bricks and spray paint to black protesters. Go watch the video of the white kids tagging BLM on the Starbucks in downtown Chicago and being videotaped by black people saying, don't do that. Understand you're being played if you're getting fooled by that. You're being played and you need to get past that and and just start to understand that there are elements, fringe elements on both sides that would love for nothing more than to prove themselves right, that this group is evil, that group is evil, and so they'll do things to try and trick you. Don't get fooled. That's my advice. Yes, yes, yes. And and that's what it is, and you're seeing it. And like you said, not social media. The videos are there. Anything you want to go on. Go on the Internet. If you don't like social media, just type in anything on the Internet, and you'll see it. But yes, and for the people I've heard, to, to this is bigger than George Floyd. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like the Eric Garden, the guy selling cigarettes. Just like George Floyd. George Floyd wrote or didn't write a bad check. Does a bad check get your get a knee put on the back of your neck for nine damn minutes? You know sure. what I'm saying? Like that. That is the so. Fully understand it as we talk about. That's why I'm saying between between us talking. That's why I really I love the dynamic on the show. Between us talking, just understand it, and we'll try to explain it the best way we can and talk about it. We have Calvin Hughes coming on, Twan Russell. We have very smart, educated, you know, people coming on that would that would discuss it and try to you know try to you don't want to say figure it out. You know what's going on, hopefully, but just see see what it is. But just from time after time to Trayvon Martin. We'll go back to that where a guy wasn't an officer, but he felt like he had some power. And he obviously looked at other races than himself down or looked at them as animals, looked at them as less than a human, the way he approached um, the way he approached uh, uh, Trayvon, Trayvon Martin, the same way this cop approached George Floyd, the same way Eric Gardner was choked to death for selling loose cigarettes. Like, you think a third-degree misdemeanor should equal death? Like, that's the, that's the difference. And to, to racially separate it is, is, is what it's been painted as, like you're saying. But that long list I read, and there's hundreds more, I tweeted out a list of it, just said, say their name, where that list isn't in other communities. So just I just want people to understand that those that long list of, I want to say, what was it I read, 1,300 people killed by officers since 2015, there's not a list that long for other colors other than black. And that's why these people are so upset. The good protesters, I'm with you, Hawk. There are some people just out there tearing stuff up. Some of them don't even care about what's going on. They just see an opportunity. And there's a lot of people just seeing opportunity to do dumb stuff and be bad, and they just want to do bad things. Just understand what the what the soul and what the genesis 
of this is, and there's going to be some idiots out there. But please understand what's going on. Not I saw it in London this morning. It's not just in our in our nation. It's worldwide right now. Just understand where this anger is coming from, and it might not be articulated in the right way, or 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 or, or shown in the right way, protested in, or I say rioted. You can protest in the right way. There's no such thing as a good riot. I just uh, you start tearing and burning up stuff. That's not going to get anything solved. But just understand the genesis of it. Don't just hear, oh, they're upset. Oh, they're mad again. Don't approach it that way. That's what I add. And and by the way, again, I will say to you that the George Floyd. Uh, generated protests were extremely unified and you could go to the furthest right and the furthest left and I don't think you saw anyone in disagreement that this man was unjustly murdered. But what happens is you get this fringe element that goes, well, I don't like the fact that everyone seems to be in agreement on this. And so now we need to make it about something else. We need to make it about something else. So then they force you, they, the fringe element, they force you to take your eyes off the game. And it becomes now not about George Floyd. And then they'll try to tell you that the people People out there lost their uh, direction about George Floyd. No, 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 no. You're getting tricked. You're getting tricked if you think this isn't about George Floyd and becoming a better country and becoming more unified and uh, having your eyes open to something that Colin Kaepernick was telling you all was happening. Don't get tricked. That's all I would say. Don't get tricked. You can be angry at looters. I'm angry at looters, but don't conflate looters with protesters and don't get tricked that that's the thing everyone should be talking about. What everyone should be talking about is now the next steps. We all watched the video of George Floyd. We all want to make sure something like that doesn't happen again. So don't let politicians trick you into thinking that's not what the conversation is because that is what the conversation is. Peace, love, safety. With all the craziness going on in this world, I can guarantee we're going to be here with you throughout it all. Talking some sports, talking some life, and just coming together. Let's do that with each other. And these days that seem so crazy will one day become a thing of the past and the world will become a better place. And like I said, we do want to still talk about sports. We're still getting in on it. I told you earlier today, Heidi Klum, 47. She's a model. That's a sport to me. Alanis Morissette, a musician, 46. Ron Wood, Rolling Stones, 73. Morgan Freeman, 83 years old. Marilyn Monroe was born on this day in 1926. And Miami's own Santana Moss, 41 years old. Speaking football, a lot of people saying the Bills are going to win the NFC East. I'm saying the Dolphins will. Jim Kelly recently put some pressure on his former team. I mean, if they don't, then something's wrong. And Tom Brady is not there to block it anymore. So that, to me, is is huge. Uh, I think, you know, Tom, of course, is getting older, but he still can play. And I tried to talk him, you know, into retirement like two, three years ago, but just wouldn't listen to me. I don't know why. But uh, now that Brady's not in it, I definitely do think that the, the Bills are the team to beat. Ah, oh, it's going to be fun when they battle Miami twice this upcoming season, and I do think the season is going to happen. It has been a Miami Monday, hashtag Miami Monday, on my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio. Let me know what makes you so Miami. Played some Miami music from Lost Wizards, talked with Mayor Jimenez, Dan Levitard show, talked to Bomani Jones, Hawk and Crowder, just kind of talking about life. Always fun. 
even though it's a Monday. So hopefully I helped you get through this Monday just a little bit better. I want to remind you, you can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows that you hear on 560 The Joe by simply going to WQAM.com. That's WQAM.com. You can go wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. Or you can just hit me up on Twitter at Dan Day Radio, and I'll point you in the right direction. Also, download the Radio.com app so you can listen live. You can listen on Rewind. You can download podcasts. The world is your oyster. So please, please do that. It seems like the world is starting to open up little by little. I think the beaches in Miami Beach are going to be opened. I know Broward County opened up the beaches this weekend. I'm sure people were all out there enjoying it. Rightfully so. Just remember to be safe. Crazy, crazy, crazy times. I always live through crazy times and think it can't get any crazier. And then it does. So please remember love, peace, happiness, safety, all the good stuff. Love one another. Only good things come when you love each other. That's about all I have. So enjoy the evening. Thanks for hanging out with me. We'll do it again tomorrow night, 6 o'clock right here on 560 The Joe. This is the best of the Joe show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.